ask for it, but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. All right, hello and welcome into the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. My name is Flynn. I'm going to be one of your hosts for the evening. I'm here with my fellow host, Kevin Reynolds. Happy to be here as always. Andrew. <laughs> We're still doing this? Yeah. I, you got to talk to Flynn about what we're Andrew still doing. Camp, still Andrew, 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 Andrew Hovecamp. How's it going, guys? And Jacob Pretty. <laughs> Hi. I don't have a fun little catchphrase. Kevin always says, happy to be here. Hovecamp always says, how's it going, guys? I don't have one. Okay, Pretty. Hi. All it is is just you saying hello in whatever fashion fits you the most. It's No one's assigning these catchphrases. Just say hi mm. if you want to. I don't know. You can just be like, boom, shakalaka. <laughs> I'll try that next time. <laughs> Flynn, can you introduce me? Can you say over? my name again? I'm yeah, let's, let's start try over. it again. Uh, I'm here with my fellow <laughs> fellow host, Kevin. Boom shakalaka. Oh, wait, I took his. <laughs> oh, camp. Dang it. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> and wait, that, that sounded wrong. <laughs> Hi, I'm Flynn, and welcome to the Bourbon and Brothers podcast. Oh, that's Flynn's line. Okay, I'm done. Let's drink some bourbon. All right, let's do this. So make sure to follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram, at AiredBNB. You can see Hove Camp's um, uh, The Growing of the buff- Butterflies. Uh, it's it's happening. Quick the uh, harvesting. Quick update. Um, I did have two nicely growing uh, monarch caterpillars, and I believe that I have one now. <laughs> I came home from work and couldn't find the other one. Um, caterpillars aren't the most heavily defended creatures. It probably got eaten. Fair. Wonder Fair. if a cicada ate it. Heavily defended. It's like I'm just gonna sleep here and hope that <laughs> you know nobody touches me for yeah, a Hope month. Kim, you chose a really bad time to start uh, young plantings, plantlings uh, with the cicadas coming. So it's about to get destroyed. I feel like nah, nah, it's fine. Okay. Be good. Okay. So yeah, follow us on on Instagram and the Twitters. Um, so tonight uh, we are all drinking some bourbon that was donated to us by um, a fraternity brother, uh, Joe. Thank you very much for the bourbons. Um, I, yes. I met some bourbon groups easy, on Facebook. Easy choice for listener of the week. Yes, Joe is our listener of the week, not Cowboy Joe, um, our other brother in our fraternity, Joe. So thank you for the bourbons. Um, I'm in some Facebook groups with him. I know that he trades uh, and 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 does all of that. So um, tonight I am drinking a glass of uh, Stag Junior. Uh, it's batch 14, which was uh, came out in 2020. Um, it is a 130 proof, so it is quite high. Um, and this is a bourbon that I've actually been wanting to try um, for quite some time. It's kind of the the younger of the Stag brands for Buffalo Trace. So George T. Stag was a founder of the Buffalo Trace Distillery, uh, and they have a a phenomenal bourbon that is named after him. This is um, a subset of that bourbon uh, that is also still hard to find, and and I've been wanting to try it for a while. So um, uh, let's give it a taste. That is phenomenal. Wow. Okay. So, uh, it tastes like bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm (laughs) good to know. Um, (laughs) So we're, we're doing a little bit of a bourbon tasting with all of our nice bourbons. So, um, I'm going to give that a little bit of time. Uh, Kevin, why don't you, uh, get back to it? I'm going to get back to you on the taste here. Sure. Sure. Sit for a minute. (laughs) So I'm I'm bringing you into the Buffalo Trace world, and I'm having uh, my favorite bourbon is Blanton's. And I've been watching people 
who have been Blanton's truthers forever, start crapping all over it on the TikToks and things about saying that, you know, it's overhyped and all that stuff. And it's not. Blanton's is amazing. What I've never had is Blanton's Gold. Um, so Blanton's you can get for about $60 for, a, for a, you know, a fifth. And um, Blanton's Gold retails more close to $100. But it's so rare because it's there's, they make so little of it um, that, you know, if you Google Blanton's Gold right now, like, it'll come up. You can buy this from me for $350 to $400. Um, and so I'm really excited to try this. Um, I don't know if Joe paid that for this or not, but I, I, when, when Flynn told us here were the options that he donated for us to try on the pot, I, I quickly called dibs uh, on Blanton's Gold. The difference is that this is 103 proof. Um, it's called Blanton's Gold because um, former distillery president Colonel Blanton um, recalled uh, um, he used to go and handpick what he called a honey barrel. So it would be a barrel from the center of the rickhouse. Um, and, and that's why it's, you know, Blanton's gold. So I'm going to give this a try for the first time ever. Color's great. Uh, nose, lots of spice notes, really interesting. Um, rye forward, a little spicy, incredibly smooth. Uh, I would typically with Blanton's I would put a small drop of water in that just to open it up, but I wanted to try it without that tonight. This is incredible. Um, thank you, Joe, for this treat. Really, really enjoying Blanton's Gold. Um, I don't know if I'll ever have it again, uh, but it's fantastic. Nicely done. Hove, I Nicely think you've done. got something You've got something good, right? The Four Roses, maybe, or... Oh, no, Pretty, you're up next. What are you drinking? Uh so I've got the Willet Small Batch Four Year Rye, um, and uh, right off the bat, you know, just kind of smelling it, uh, definitely has some of those kind of real uh, spicy nodes that the ryes typically have. Um, uh, Flynn, when I picked this one, Flynn was like, "You like rye?" And I was like, "Of course I do." Uh, so obviously, I've got the the rye with this. Um, and uh, interesting things about this uh, this bourbon before um, it actually this one wasn't released until I want to say 2016 because in 2014 is when they first released their two a two year old aged rye. So uh, this bourbon uh, is fairly a fairly newer one um, amongst the Willet brand. So let's give it a little taste, see what it's like. I'm a big fan of the Willet brands. I know that that rye is particularly. Uh, sought after people like that a lot whoa Ooh. oh there's a lot of spice there the initial hit initial taste right on the to the tongue with the palate <laughs> very smooth sorry i wasn't kind of caught me off guard with just how much it kind of hit up into my nose a little bit um definitely got a lot of the spice going on I was reading about it, and it does. It, this one review says that it typically has a little bit of a stronger medicinal kind of taste or quality to it, and I definitely kind of feel that in the flavoring a little bit. But I don't know. There's something about this. This is just if you like you like a little spice, a little punch on your bourbon, definitely pick this up. Uh, I think it kind of retails generally for around the mid fifty range, um, but very solid. Uh, I'm interested now to try the two-year to compare it against it. Obviously, it wouldn't be as good, but just to see how much difference there is between this two-year versus this four-year here that we have. Um, 
but it's really good. I definitely, I think now that I've tried it just with that, I think I am going to put a little splash of water in it just to open it up a little bit more, see what it tastes like then. But this is great. Definitely one of the spicier rides I've had. So before Hope Camp uh, jumps back in, um, you know, after after letting this sit on my palate a little bit, I, I so this is also, I think, a, a, a rye forward. It is it is spicy, um, but it has like a dark chocolate undertone, which I very much enjoy. Mm. This is, um, you know, if, if I were to say, you know, what my top five bourbons I've ever tried are, this has to be up there. This is phenomenal. Pretty. Have you had the um, pot still? Will it? That's a that's a favorite of mine for sure. So when it's shaped like the like the still, have you had that before? Earth to pretty. Can you hear me? Sorry about that. Uh, no, I I was not here on Earth. Uh, no, I have not had. Uh, I haven't had much will it to be totally honest. So uh, this is a I think a great way to uh, break open into the the Willet family. In See, my as, opinion. as you know, in my house we have bourbons in three zones. Right there's the the barrel of bourbon that I have that we have that I keep bottles on. Everyone knows if you come to my house, if it's on the barrel, it's fair game. Then I have my collection space where it's like the ones that I'm saving, and then I have my display bourbons which are in my uh, kitchen. Right, and I only keep three or four. They're like really cool looking bottles to display, either because they are rare or. Uh, cool looking bottles and the pot still will it is always there uh, really good stuff so um what is also there for me um is um is a bottle of four roses single barrel i think i talked about that recently on here and i think hove you have four roses something or other yes i have four roses super premium uh, which I Ooh. believe is also a gasoline option at the pump. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wouldn't know. Wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, right. Who's going get to get Wrangler. gas anymore? <laughs> yeah, unleaded. That's it. Uh, I drive a hybrid. Uh, yeah, hybrids still use gas. So does Flynn. Yeah. He still goes. Yeah. Okay. I... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> The, the, pretty pretty so smug about driving a hybrid he thinks he doesn't use gas when he goes uh, uh no flynn was Tesla. the one who said you're smug. <laughs> did we also talk about how like flynn uh was recently poorly nicknamed by kevin the rhyme guy and then opted not to pick up the rye for this sampling i think that's a bit ridiculous you know what i really um, have been thinking about with that having listened to that episode Flynn Ryder was just sitting there, and I didn't take it. <laughs> and it was, it's so good. It's so good, and I didn't you take it. You chose the bottom of any of the options. Like, I, he was like, what's the, the first, the what's the first word that has rye in it? And he was like, rhyme. Rhyme. Rhyme guy. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell us about your super premium plus gasoline uh, well, for Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, if... Super premium gasoline tastes like this. I might I might start getting it at the pump uh, for my own drinking <laughs> purposes. Um, I hope it's I hope it doesn't taste like this because I'm not going to try it. But this is um, this is delightful. Uh, I, I the very very basic research that I just did was that this is actually like made for J- Japanese distribution. Still a Kentucky bourbon whiskey, but like not really distributed in America, which I think is interesting. So um, it's. It tastes like a delicious standard bourbon, I would say. Um, nothing, nothing that's going to be like, oh, I would pay $100 for this. Um, but it is a, a delight. Sits in my mouth, lingers really nicely. Nice warming sensation on the way down, more so than some of the, the you know, more sweet bourbons, I would say. But uh, it, is, it is tasty. I'm having a good time. Good. 
Good stuff. Nice. Uh, quick update. I did just splash a little water into this rye. Definitely helps cut some of the, the back end spice a little bit. Still keeps the flavor. Highly recommend. Well, Joe, you're, you got a t-shirt in the mail, bro, for, for you know, from Flynn Ryder, uh, for all the all the bourbons that we're getting to taste today. So you Thank didn't you so specify much. the t-shirts that I was to send, so I'm just sending, like, old undershirts of mine. I hope that's okay. <laughs> I'll, ask, I'll ask Tracy if, yeah, you know, to yeah, do a review yeah. on the t-shirt you sent Have Tracy post a, a photo of the t-shirt. Yeah, I'm imagining it's I'll Parks and Rec, where they're just like, and one of you lucky winners is going to get a blue t-shirt. <laughs> and they're so excited about it. Yeah, some like pit stains. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, so thank you for that. Um, you know, I, I hope that everyone goes out and tells us on the social media and on the wherever you listen to podcasts how we're doing. Please rate, uh, subscribe, write a review for us. Um, <clears throat> this week, you know, spe- speaking of t-shirts, we're actually going to do a little bit of a raffle. Um, and so if you uh, write, a subs- write, a, write a review on wherever you listen to your podcast, or you share the the podcast information on Instagram t- or Twitter by tagging at Airbnb. Or if you want to do it on Facebook, you can tag any one of us. Um, we will put your name into a drawing, um, and then the winner of that drawing will have a potato mailed to them by Kevin. So, uh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So that's that's ne- our news to me. Love it. Yeah. I can't wait and, to mail you here, a potato. And we will we will go with him and watch him buy the postage for it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll document it all. Um, how many, how many forever a stamps is a, is a potato? <laughs> Depends on how big You'll the potato is. You'll have to figure is. that one out yourself. It's yeah. at least like six. Are you sending a red potato? That's going to be different know. than like a nice Idaho or a russet potato. potato? Yeah. Like a yeah. russet potato? Yeah, so, so, uh, so nice go out there and, and, and tell us how we're doing. Share share the podcast with your, your networks and write us a, a, a rating on, on wherever you listen. And I don't want I don't want this to go on. If you would like to donate four delicious samplings of bourbon, we will happily make you <laughs> listener of the week as well. So just, yes. yeah, again, <laughs> same Thanks, way, Joe. just reach out to us. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. No, win the, <laughs> big, win big the raffle. Win the raffle, and we will be best spuds together. <laughs> and okay. he's back. He's back. And I'm back. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was laughing while you were saying that, and then I realized exactly what you said, and I had to stop laughing. Nah. Flynn, what are we doing tonight? So tonight we have three segments. We have uh, this podcast is Rank, where we're going to rank things uh, yet again. We have a a twist on an old classic, the fictional Battle Royale. We'll we'll explain the twist as we come. Uh, And then we have a Jacob Pretty's Fun Facts, but it's a bourbon addition to the Jacob Pretty's Fun Facts. And so we'll see what Jacob has to know about his bourbon. So getting right into the first segment is This Podcast is Rank. This podcast is rank. Ew. Excellent, excellent. This podcast is ranked today. You know, you'll you'll recall we recently ranked the top 15 DCOMs of all time. I just have to say, I did do my homework after that. I went and watched Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. It is terrible. It, it doesn't belong It doesn't it belong great. within 30 r- movies of the top 15. Um, but that just goes to show that sometimes people like Flynn can ruin this process so much to where, yes, it is our consensus rankings because this is our process, but it's not always right. Um, in that case, very wrong. And he, um, he called it a great baseball movie, too. And that's what Offends me the most. Oh, it's one just of the best. really, really one annoying. of the best. Stop it! Um, you haven't seen the Sandlot. Just stop it. <laughs> so this podcast is ranked. This time we're going to be trying to compile the consensus list of the top ten 
Disney princesses. Now, as we know from Moana, to be a Disney princess, you have to wear a dress and have an animal sidekick. That is what makes, and if you're a Disney movie and you have it, wear a dress and have an animal sidekick, you're a princess. I'm a little bit concerned of some of the ones that don't technically wear dresses and what that might do to, to, to take them out of this, but we'll get into that as we go. The order's going to go I in. do not subscribe to that definition of a Disney princess. Yeah, I think there's multiple definitions that we can go with, but we can, we can I think we'll be able to plead our case if, yeah. if need be. Yeah, um, again, I'm not saying that's the right definition. I'm saying according to Moana and Maui, that's the definition of oh, what makes a princess. Oh, that's the joke. That's the joke. Yes. Ah, gotcha. They make it, gotcha. they make it a... That was uh, that was yes, done so that was done too well that I actually thought that was going to be a criteria oh, okay. that we sorry. did not You discuss, thought Kevin was so. being serious. I was like, Whoa, sorry, Kevin, I was I doing. Mean, I know that. Sorry, I was being great at I this. I thought we um, all got you're, it. But you're so ca- your sarcasm it, was so it good. Went right over Hope Camp's head. Hilarious joke. Yeah. You're 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 doing great. Okay, so we're gonna go in <laughs> ascending age order, starting with pretty uh, and moving on. Again, the rules. Uh, if you didn't listen to episodes uh, thirteen and fourteen, I believe. Um, each of us has two cards that we can play. We can each play those cards only one time. We can veto and we can challenge. When a veto card is played, the host pick is no longer up for discussion at that spot. We move right on and that person forfeits their spot. Then there's the challenge card. When a challenge card is played, the challenger is obligated to propose a different princess and make a 30-second case for that princess, and then the challenged uh, person will have a 30-second case to respond. Um, The other two hosts will decide if they cannot agree, rock, paper, scissors, uh, or pick a number one out of two, will decide which person has the final vote. Pretty, you are up first. Who is the best Disney princess? Well, before I can do this, I've just got to get a qualifier out there. We're not including any of these like extension princesses and princess leia now that star wars is owned by disney great cool disney pixar no dreamworks yeah i i i totally agree i just wanted to make sure listeners know that all right uh the best disney princess hands down princess aurora from sleeping beauty what no what no no are you gonna veto it flynn um I knew this was going to get vetoed, but whatever. I think um, I think that we can do you this veto one. Or challenge. We can it's do this you. one in such a way where we just collectively hate it so much um, that it doesn't count against a veto. We have the I didn't want to choose the number one, but I'm up next. Um, <sighs> You're choosing it either way. All right, apparently. I'm going to challenge. Or you just I'm let it be a roar. I'm going to challenge. Challenge. Okay. Yeah. Would you like to go first or second, Jacob? No, no, no. You have the rules are yeah, you have to tell them tell them who you're challenging with. Okay, so I know how to argue. I think it's quite clear who I'm picking here. It's Moana. So <laughs> make your case. Make I your knew case. you were going to do this. You have to make the case, Flynn. You have to say in thirty seconds or less why Moana is a better Disney princess than Aurora. Okay, so Moana is is I'm, I'm not even going to focus on Aurora. I am focusing clearly just on Moana because she is. Um, uh, extremely competent. She is uh, a very confident person. She is. She takes her own path. Um, she rescued a demigod. Uh, she uh, then took that demigod to uh, restore the heart of Tafiti. Realized then that it, you know, was actually the heart the whole time, and that that the big fire monster was going to kill her anyway. And so she like held it up, and she was like, "Come get it." 
and that takes guts. She is amazing. Uh, she is, uh, you know, I Moana is just by far and away the best Disney princess. Um, and I can't even fathom how you're going to argue for Aurora. Go ahead, pretty. You're up, sir. Uh, Aurora is just one of the classics, one of the OGs. We never uh, established that it had to be the most, you know, the strongest or the whatever. It was just best Disney princess. So uh, I went with what I, my favorite Disney princess, Princess Aurora. Uh, Also, because Kat has a signed poster of Aurora from Mary Costa, the woman who voiced her. So that's pretty cool. For those listening at home, let me just tell you what happened. Flynn says, uh, Jacob says Aurora and Hovcamp shut his laptop. He was <laughs> mad. Uh, this is how we're going to start off. I think he vehemently disagrees. Um, but we're waiting now for him to get back on. I'm here. Uh, so oh, I'm God, just going to take that as him giving me permission. I didn't realize I was muted. I was, I've been talking this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> While other people were talking. Great. Oh, yeah. I was talking over and through, and I thought I had some cool quips in there. And I asked Kevin if we were just, if we had any recourse to like veto Flynn's whole thing, or do we just have to let these challenges stand? Oh, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Aurora's a terrible pick. And whatever. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> Kevin, say your thing. I guess. <laughs> I don't think Moana is the best Disney princess out there, but via our rules, it, it, that's who's number one now. Moana yeah. wins. Um, yeah. Congratulations, so Flynn. Here's, and here's Flynn, my this thing. is funny because Flynn is up next. Like, Flynn gets to choose his first, and now he's up next and gets to put somebody second. So, so, love, so here's, here's, here's my thing, and I just want to say this real quick. There's, I think there's like the, the agency of the, the princess matters, like how much are they controlling the action. Um, and deciding what to do or is action being done to them. And also, um, are they the main character in their movies? And those are two factors that I think about. Um, so Moana at least checks both of those boxes. So she is a very great Disney princess. Number one is a bit steep for me, but um, that's why I'm going to allow her to win that debate, even though I'm still very upset with how this is starting off. So yeah, I'm up next uh, with my. I, I, so I get to define at least the number one, which I'm very happy about, but potentially number two. Um, I, I'm looking at my list. I'm, I'm between kind of two, um, but I'm gonna go with Fa Mulan. Uh, she is um, <clears throat> very similar to Moana in the fact that. She is blazing her own trail. She's choosing her own path. Um, she is protecting her family and her family's legacy uh, while while trying to protect her father. Um, you know, great in a fight. Very, you know, uh, she's you know, uh, you know, amazing at at leadership and and leading others. Um, you know, not many uh, people got the emperor of China to bow down to them. Uh, and she had that. And so um, being a, a Disney princess is, is, uh, you know, that, that, that amazing, you know, story arc and, and what Hope Camp was just saying that uh, the agency that to create their own story. Uh, so yeah, Fa Mulan is, is my number two. I um, I can respect it enough to leave her there. Uh, I think Mulan is top five for me. I'm not sure I'd put her top two, but I'm I'm cool with it. Um, I think that that is a respect respectable pick and a respectable take. Hove, you're at you're up with the number three spot. Uh, who are we putting in there at number three? Um, so for me, I'm gonna do my favorite 
um, pick a classic, and um, and really and really see. Uh, I'm gonna go with Belle for this pick. Um, I think she is uh, such a classic princess. One of the first ones that really uh, gets a bit of an independent streak. She's you know she's weird. She's smart. She's great. Um, it's also a very classic fairy tale story, uh, which bodes very well. She's a very true princess. She's a very competent princess. She's very smart. She's very intelligent. She's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Belle is, I think, I would have put her probably number one, um, but I think to put her anywhere below this would be an absolute travesty. I agree. I'll accept it. I totally agree. I, I hope I, I hope that you mean cartoon Belle and not Emma Watson Belle because that was terrible. But um, disagree. But I think Bell, Emma Watson was care. was adequate as Belle. I thought I, she did a good job. I think I that is the, the the top of the live action remakes. I cannot watch that. I cannot objectively do this here. I love Emma Watson so much. She's absolutely fantastic that I can't see that for being anything other than perfect because I love Emma Watson. Yeah, nah. I thought she was very good. Malarkey. Okay. So at number four, I um. This is the one that I thought was interesting because it 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 breaks every it, it breaks Maui's definition anyway of what a true Disney princess is, which is has an animal sidekick check, but wears a dress. In this case, she doesn't. Uh, I'm putting Jasmine at number four. Um, obviously, we have issues with the movie and the wishes. We've covered those, but as a Disney princess, Jasmine is the bomb. So she comes in at number four for show. I was between her and Mulan at number two, so yep, I, yeah, yep. yeah, totally agree here. I the only reason that I struggle with this, and I know I would lose any challenge because Jasmine is pretty awesome. I think there are better characters than Jasmine out there. I don't love that she's not the main character of a movie. That is a thing that matters to me, but I know that I'm going to lose any challenge. So I'm it doesn't let it matter to me. It matters a little bit to me. Okay. Action is being done. Well, I'm not hearing a veto or challenge, so I, no. I, I'm not hearing a veto or challenge. So, pretty, you're back up. Who is number five? Number five is Princess Tiana from Princess and the Frog. Yep, hands down, she takes charge. Uh, she literally, is the first to break the trope of "Oh, if you just wish for it, it'll come true." She says, "Oh no, nope, you got to work for it, but it'll happen." So I'm going to uh, challenge. She's awesome. I'm challenging okay. here, and and here's, I, I thought the Princess and the Frog was was a. Um, a decent movie. I love New Orleans. I love the Louisiana uh, callbacks all throughout the, the the film. I think it's great. The, Flynn has highlighted the music in the past, and I think the music is fine. Um, and I like the I like some of the character development that takes place there. I love it, and how it's a twist on the classic Princess and the Frog. Really well done. Love that um, component of that film. But. If we're talking top five, right, this is number five, top five Disney princesses of all time. If Cinderella isn't on this list, we will be the laughing stock of the Disney princess community. Cinderella has to be there. You go to Disney World and you do the parade. What happens at the end of the parade every single time? Cinderella in the magic, in the magic ball pumpkin thing comes out because when someone pictures a Disney princess, they picture Cinderella. And I would love for, for the future – um, for my son, for the world we live in, for when someone to picture a Disney princess, for them to picture princesses that look like Tiana and not just princesses that look like Cinderella. Like I'm there for that. I don't I don't want this to be an you know, a take that shows anything other than the fact that I think it's just true that Cinderella deserves to be in the top five Disney princesses of all time. I await your thirty second reply. 
Flynn? It's pretty. Well, pretty already gave oh, his, pretty, yeah. his take. No, so my reply is this, is it's, uh, I mean, yeah, Cinderella is, yes, she is the kind of quintessential, like, or, or established the, 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 print, the princess, what we thought of. However, I just feel like in terms of being the main character, main focus, and the action, controlling the action throughout the movie, Tiana really sways the plot and how, what happens in The Princess and the Frog, whereas Cinderella kind of is reliant upon, you know, fairy godmother and, uh, you know, what happens there with some magic mice. Yeah, I think that, that if Cinderella is not in this, in our top 10, it's a travesty, but I, I disagree that she's above Tiana. I think Tiana is a, uh, the perfect example of what a Disney princess should be. Um, it, it is kind of morphed from what Cinderella was. And so that's old school versus new school. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the new school here though. There, um, I was unrelated talking to quarantine about some, uh, some Disney princesses. And she said that her favorite was Cinderella. But now as an adult looking back, her favorite is Mulan. And I think that speaks exactly to what Flynn said. Um, if we want to do this, um, you know, old school Disney princess and, you know, pay homage to it, fine. But let's actually pick the best princesses here. And that's what we're here to do. And we're not here to cater to the masses. I'm going to throw Tiana the, the bone here. She gets I respect it. I respect it. But I had to make the case. So I'm out of a challenge. So is Flynn. Nobody has vetoed anything yet. And Flynn is up. Yes, so Flynn is up, and I this is, and so that was number five. So this is number six. Wait, is Flynn um, up? No, yeah, yeah pretty, just pretty, just mm-hmm. that. Also, also, I want to point out, Flynn, before you went, pretty was like, oh, Aurora's number one, and then we're like, all right, pretty, say number five, and he's like, well, Aurora's gone. Yeah, um, he, 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 he declined to put that. Aurora in the top five <laughs> after putting her number one. Um, so that was, you know, that's a Jacob being a Jacob. Oh, so uh, it'll get back to you at some point, and I'll just veto it at that point anyway. <laughs> um, so, so my, and so number six on the list here, I think, um, I think it has to be Nala. Um, Ooh, veto. don't love that. You can't do that. Veto. Why not? It's a veto because if, if Simba's the if Simba's the son of the king, he's the prince, and you're saying you're cool with the fact that the prince and the princess are gonna like they get together, then that makes veto. her a princess. Just like just like uh, uh, Tiana getting together with the prince makes her the princess. Like okay, M- Mulan is objectively not a pr- not a princess in the quintessential. Yes, yeah. So no, I think Nala I, is I think Nala, fine on the grounds that. She's the female okay. protagonist. Of okay, but Jacob already vetoed but, but it. But Jacob so, vetoed it. Yeah, so like, the veto know, can it, still happen. But it is what it is. Okay, uh, Nala is not number number six. Hope Camp, who's number six? Um, I'm really torn between two here. Um, but I'm gonna go with Anna from Frozen. Oh. I think her oh. growth after the first one and into the second one and how she consistently cares for her sister is the true love, sacrifices herself. Um, the the songs and, you know, everyone wants to be Elsa, but Anna is what drives those movies with her bravery and, and just ability to 
I mean, she is the he- the heroine of of those movies. Here's what I'll say to she this: she does it without magic, unless no. unless Flynn, unless you're gonna veto and. And Frozen is so popular for very good reasons. It's Frozen is phenomenal, I think, to put a very strong woman from a very popular, great movie is smart. One of the things I love, my favorite, here's what I'll say. Frozen 2 is lazy. It's lazy. But my favorite and, quote. And was but the next, right, the next right thing is phenomenal. My, my, yeah, but the movie's lazy. The plot Fine. is lazy. Fine. The movie, the songs might be great, but the plot's lazy. But here's what I'm saying. My favorite quote from any Disney movie ever is from Frozen 2. And it's f- said by Anna, and this is why I respect this take so much. She also runs into, like, you know, fire. Um, and and she says, you know, you know, you shouldn't have followed me or whatever. And Anna's like, if... Um, if you don't want me to follow you into fire, don't go running into fire. And what a great representation of how she is the perfect sibling, the perfect sister. She is going to do whatever she can to protect her sibling because that's who she is. So I, I love that quote all the time. I, you know, I, I, I think that's awesome. So I'm cool for Anna at six. I don't think Anna should be in the top ten, but I'm also not going to veto it. You are because so anti-frozen, and it's. I ridiculous. see the merit. I see the merit. I'm not going to veto it. I I don't have Anna on my even list of like top twelve that I came up with, but you ha- I, well, you have I a bad list. Merit. We saw the top of yours. <sighs> okay, well, I got the, I got to I got to rank the top two. So, <laughs> who did you Kevin. take at three? Huffcamp? I can't even remember. What's that? Who did you take at three? Bell. 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 All right. I couldn't remember. It was it was so long ago. All right, Kevin, who's number seven on our list? It's Ariel. Um, Ariel. This is too is, low. This is too low for Ariel. It is. It's way too low. She has to. She. See, I, I don't. I don't love so many of these things that happened, but. Um, I think this is the Ariel's, worst list. We've Ariel's ever compiled. there at seven, and I, I, you got an issue with that? I welcome you to use one of your cards, but she. She. This is way too low for her. Way too low. Yeah, she should have been in the top five. Uh, I agree. Has to be there, you know. And you know, she, she literally doesn't talk for half the movie. Pretty, pretty number eight. What did you just say? <laughs> she literally doesn't talk for half the movie. Fine, she's still the main character. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Get out of here. I don't, I don't, and I don't you forgot about I think, body language, think, right? <laughs> Isn't that? What are Yo, you doing? <laughs> you're you're uh, shaking your bosom. We, what are you? <laughs> we actually we actually did all have a professor in college, uh, and one of his things is you are what never not communicating or something like that. You can't not communicate. You cannot so. not communicate. Yeah. It's uh so yeah. fine, fine, pretty. Let's go. Number eight's Pocahontas. Oh no, <laughs> veto, veto. <laughs> can Flynn veto? Has get he out still of here. got that? Okay, he can. He yeah. still got one. Good. Pretty get out of here Lord, with Pocahontas. Thank God. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh my God. No. No. Uh, Flynn, you're okay. Up. Okay. Here's number eight. Um, number eight. Uh, I I think that um, she is not an, an official Disney princess. I'll go ahead and say that. Wait, let me guess. But, uh, go ahead. You're picking Meg. Yes, hundred percent. Yep, good job, uh, Megara. Uh, uh, so, Megara, so, but okay. or Megara for <laughs> yeah, those of you that know things. <laughs> so, Meg from from See you Hercules. Later. It's been a real slice. She is uh, one of the funnier Disney princesses. Um, 
you know, she she has this like kind of dark, complicated past that not all of the the princesses have, um, and she's she's loyal at the end, um, and she got she got Hercules to to fall in love with her. So yeah, Meg Meg deserves to be on this list. Yep. Um, I won't say I'm in love, as we found out is a top Disney song of mine. So absolutely, fully on board absolutely. with Meg. Hove uh, getting slaps some, some credit here. Okay, I'm gonna go. Hove, who's at nine? I'm gonna go with the one that I was almost going to pick last time. Uh, and I believe in the show sheet this is allowed. If not, you guys can yell at me and I'll go with my backup here. Uh, but Merida gets the nod for number nine. I think it's allowed, but I'm going to challenge it. Okay. All right. Good luck. I Make your case. 30 <laughs> seconds on the clock, Pretty. You're up. Uh, Merida is just... The, the whole movie of Brave to me just doesn't... The, the bad guy is like the... Sp- spirit of the bear or something and merida it's like she doesn't yes she breaks any norm that the the princess has had before but i don't think merida herself classifies herself as would classify herself as like a a, a disney princess okay uh that's why i think again aurora should be top 10 easy okay so you're putting aurora up against her Mm-hmm. Disney you know what's funny about classic. this is the it, Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. There's the scene where all the Disney with princesses Penelope. are together yep. with Penelope. And Merida's there, and none of the other princesses can understand her because they don't consider her a real Disney princess. So she's just talking, and they're all looking at her. And it's like she doesn't belong. <laughs> because, I like, think that that's hilarious. That's I awesome. love that he put her here um, uh, because here's, of that particular here's callback. The thing, go ahead, uh, respond. Dis- Disney considers Merida a Disney princess. That matters a little bit. Um, yes, we included Pixar, which means she's totally fair game. Uh, the fact that she, the, one of the best lines is, you know, I'll be shooting for my own fate. And I think that's, that's so, um, just this empowered, awesome, uh, Merida is going to do everything. And it's not the, the antagonist of the movie is like the complicated relationship with her mom. It's not a movie about good versus evil or one versus bad thing. That's why it's such a great movie is it's and it's probably a Pixar movie instead of a Disney movie is because they actually will dive into nuances, character development and have their characters grow exponentially where, I mean, where, what is the difference between Jasmine at the beginning of the movie and Jasmine at the end of the movie? Other than, you know, she's happy with Aladdin. Um, what is the difference between Merit at the beginning of the movie and Merit at the end of the movie? She's a much better and different person um, who has a better relationship with her family. Flynn, I'd like your take on this before I weigh in. Um, I'm actually going to give this one to you, Kevin. I have not seen Brave, so I cannot I cannot weigh in on that. <laughs> Ouch. This is tough for me because if Pretty hit... So I think we know what I'm doing at number 10, right? So I've already said there's somebody who needs to be on this list. I pulled a Pretty. I didn't put her at 7, but I'm going to take her at 10. So the issue is, is if Pretty had come back with Snow White, who's going to be left off this list probably... Um, you know, I would have been fine, but I just, I, I think Aurora is a terrible character. I think that the Sleeping Beauty is one of the worst Disney movies of all time by far. Maleficent might be one of the best characters, uh, in terms of Disney villain, villain. but there's a reason why they're making movies about Maleficent and no more movies about Aurora because her character's terrible. Um, the, the movie's bad and the story's bad. So I'm giving it to Merida, but I don't, want to because I wanted you to do better pretty but as usual you didn't so Hove if Flynn's giving it to me you get the win um uh Merida's coming in at number nine and Cinderella's where she deserves to be at number 10 so I 
Our top 10 list oh, is so man. bad. It's so bad. I haven't used a veto or a challenge, so... Um, can, can someone recap what the the top ten list is? I think Kevin, I you were we're not down. we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Um, no, that's I'm, ten. Yeah, we're 10. there. I veto it then. You're going to veto Cinderella. Cinderella. Might as well. 10. I'm going to. I am using this. Cinderella might very well still be ten. And you're going to give Jacob veto it. the opportunity. I'm going to let Pretty to, do it. I still have my 10. challenge. I still have my challenge too. I might challenge him with Cinderella just because I know it'll pass oh, and we and it'll okay, force Pretty. But I just want. I'm not going to let these things just happen. Number ten is Cinderella. I'm gonna okay, lose okay, this, but I'm gonna. Challenge? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and challenge it, and I'll lose it, and that's fine. But I'm gonna basically just give a challenge, obligatory shout out to Rapunzel. That's my argument. Oh, that's yeah. my argument. Not better uh, than Snow White. All right, forget. That, it. My this argument is, is, I like I... Rapunzel. I think she's awesome, <laughs> and I think she deserves to be on the list. I challenge it. You guys have to now decide. Vote Cinderella, but I like Rapunzel. You know, Rapunzel probably deserved to be on this list, but I'll I'll give it to Cinderella. Done. So our top ten list is absurd. This is a terrible exercise. It's so bad. I, challenge, I would like I to do this. Too. I, I would like so to do this. I got my top two. Yeah, we need we need to yeah. fix this. Um, I need new friends. Okay, number one is Moana. Number. All right. So Kevin and I are starting a podcast called the Bourbon and Brother Podcast, <laughs> and uh, we will be ranked triple B, the Disney better Bourbon Brother Podcast. <laughs> um, Jacob and I are just here's the list, and then we'll move on to this fictional battle that I've heard so much about. So number one is Moana, two is Mulan, three is Belle, four is Jasmine, five is Tiana, six is Anna, seven is Ariel, eight is Meg or Megara, or whatever the heck Flynn said, Megara, Uh, Um, Megara, and um, (laughs) Megara. Nine is Merida. Uh, and 10 is appropriately Cinderella. So that is the right. top 10 consensus Bourbon & Brothers pod Disney princesses of all time. We'll put that out on the Instagrams, uh, and you'll be able to vote, uh, or not really vote, um, but you'll I be able to react. Tell us how wrong. Tell us, tell us what you have space to react. I expect this to get more, more flack than my Taylor Swift take. Probably. I think this list is more I mean, problematic than me disliking Taylor Swift. I disagree. All right, let's move on. So it's time for another fictional battle royale. Fictional battle royale. Um, and this time it's a little bit different than what we've done in the past. It's going to be us four fighting it out, dueling until the death. Um, because... Here's the situation. We're we're hanging out somewhere. Uh, the four of us are just hanging out, and we get in our one of our stupid arguments, and it escalates as it does. And uh, you know, we decide that we want to just go at each other and and fight. Um, and so we're each going to to take one item in this location to help us in this battle. Um, but here's the trick: we don't know where the location is. We don't have a prepared list. Um, and so I have asked my wife, Lauren, to come on the podcast here. Um, and she is going to tell us right now where we are. And we're going to be choosing items in this list to fight each other with. So, Lauren, introduce yourself. Hey, Pods. Uh, yeah, so... so She's like, I wasn't sure I want my brand associated with this stuff. Hey, Pods. <laughs> is that what we hey, call pods. our listeners? <laughs> No, that's yeah, we're gonna. <laughs> so Flynn came to me today, and he was like, "Hey, uh, so so, uh, do you want to be on the podcast tonight?" My first immediate answer was, "No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to do that." 
because uh, I thought that he was going to be putting me through some fictional battle royale nonsense. Uh, but yeah, so he, he told me what I needed to do. So I immediately went and I texted all of your roommates and said, hey, we need to decide where we're going to send these guys so they can kill each other all off. And so we went through a couple of different scenarios. But I think what we finally landed on was a good classic. And it's a place where you all have been, a place where you have had some really great times and some probably... Um, had some other arguments there too. Um, and so I think what we decided on is you're going to have um, this kind of battle happen at good old fashioned Skyline Tavern. Skyline Tavern. Skyline Tavern. And Billy's Skyline Tavern. Billy's not a sponsor. Skyline. Yeah, I, I wish it was a sponsor. sponsor. I'm, gonna, I'm going to call, I'm gonna call uh, Candace tonight and be like, will you be a sponsor for this stupid podcast we do? <laughs> Can you send a t shirt? I've got a couple of people you need to send a t shirt. <laughs> And that's the, that's the thing is this can be any version. This is a universe where any version of Skyline Tavern exists. Okay, so any version of Skyline Tavern that we've seen over the last uh, un, unnamed number of years. So smoky or not, it doesn't matter. <laughs> smoky or okay. not. And, okay. and and just to just to you know because Kevin's our... been to lots of Skyline Taverns before we even could go. I used in to there. live there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, we I slept basically... on the cot upstairs. We basically have only listeners that know exactly what Billy Skyline Tavern is, but in theory, people might not if they're listening to this podcast uh, and didn't go to our school. It's your college hole-in-the-wall bar. It is a hole-in-the-wall bar at a college that isn't really in a college town, so it's like a a locals bar and a college bar, and there is no smoking ban. And so if you can imagine Uh, all of that happening. There is now, but when we were in college, especially Kevin, there was no smoking ban. Oh, it was a cloud of smoke. (laughs) Um, and so you would, I, you reek of smoke. You have the best time ever. The bar is filled with locals, old, older gentlemen and ladies, and in an interesting crowd. There's also tables of college students everywhere, and no one's sober, like even a little bit sober. And it is basically on campus. That is, that they, is. They used to have, they used to have our fraternity composite group photo hanging at the bar. That's how often we were there. We had our own room. There's one room that has pool table. There's one room that has ping pong or uh, foosball. There's one room that has darts. And our composite was hanging in the one that had darts. And then there's the main room where there's karaoke's and all these other things from time to time. So okay, so we're at Skyline. All right. So um, the 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 order uh, in which we are picking goes Kevin Hovecamp and then me and Jacob. So Kevin, Descending you get the number order. one pick. It's, okay, so, that's fitting. It's people who spent the most time at Tavern to the least. <laughs> So well, Hovecam never spent time there. There was a guy that was named Brian that spent time there, and then there was a guy that <laughs> there, there were other people that spent time at Billy's. So their name I believe, was never Andrew Hovecam. I believe I'm the only one that has an award that says I spent too much time at Skyline Tavern. Mm, yeah, documented. Most, mostly so, because I made up the award after Kevin graduated. Yeah, I was <laughs> friends with people there. So I here's okay. So I have the first pick, and I'm walking into Skyline, and we're arguing, and it's probably something very important, like is. Batman a superhero or is a belt an accessory and I have to grab something to use as a weapon it's between two for me it's I, the so, the pressure on the soda gun isn't high enough that it's as useful <laughs> so I'm grabbing how many rounds are we doing? Uh, four. Okay my first oh, weapon because oh, I okay. need to keep you awesome. folks away from me um, in a way that's useful as a weapon, I'm grabbing a pool cue, um, so that I can okay. smack you all around. And because I've grabbed, there are multiple pool cues there. But because I've grabbed them, one, no one else can take pool cue via the the rules of this 
So that is what I'm taking. Hove, you're up up next. Uh, a pull cue was one of my first go-to, but here's what I think is going to be an interesting second one. Um, I'm going to take an empty keg. Interesting. And I'm going to use it as sort of a shield. I um, I don't know if you guys know this, but I work out a little bit, so I'm, a, I'm strong enough to wield it a little <laughs> bit. But if Kevin's got some pull cues, I'll just bum rush him with a empty keg and like break his ribs up against the wall. So I feel pretty confident that I can use this as like protection and offensive weapon at the same time. Respect. Okay, so okay, um, you know I think that Hove Camp, you might have an advantage here because of how much you work out, um, <laughs> and you've told us how much you've worked out at ad nauseum. Um, I, I, yeah, I tend to work out too, so I'm in, de- I'm in decent shape and I'm a, a bigger guy, so I can, I can body some people. Jacob's head can be thrown around. Um, and then Kevin. Oh, please. Jacob's so, head's not even as big as a bowling ball. Yeah, well, um, maybe, it, maybe it was, I don't even remember. You know, I think I'm going to take one of the high top chairs. Um, they're, they're, uh, you know, pointy and, and they're very sturdy, uh, so yeah, I'm gonna take one of the high top chairs. They swivel and you, they can be swung around um, or thrown javelin style if you're gonna, strong enough. So yeah, gonna try to hit. Gonna try to hit us with a four prong approach that really brings us to our knees. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, it's easy. It's darts. Um, ah, I don't know yeah. if if I just Lame. thought my ability was was too good, but uh, I definitely Seaslack and I would uh, very frequently take a deck of cards, toss them up in the air, and try to throw darts and pin a deck, uh, pin a card onto the board. We both got very good at it. So uh, darts, easy. Okay, Kevin. We were we were um, we were there a lot. And so we got to know the folks who worked there well. And so, you know, we got to know Lindsay first and then <laughs> so you Candace. Can't, you can't draft Lindsay. And then there was Candace, another Lindsay though. who was called <laughs> New People. No, no New I, Lindsay. I, I disagree. No. This is, you, listen, you said anything in the bar, and I'm choosing I'm choosing the bartender. No, um, no, 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 veto, veto that. No, doesn't count. We said <laughs> items. Uh, <laughs> and that that has to exclude people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Pretty has small, lightweight um, projectiles he can throw that are sharp. But I'm going to take the beer fridge behind the bar, so the can fridge, um, because then I have this great uh, fridge full of heavy cans that I can throw at you people from across the room. And so I'm taking the beer fridge, um, and and I'll take it. There we go. Okay. So to clarify, you're taking the beers in the beer fridge. Well, I'm taking the He's beer taking fridge as it exists. He's taking a fully stocked beer fridge. If you walked in, okay. fully the beer, beer fridge, fridge exists. Yeah. Yeah. Fully grenades, stocked with beers. Uh, beer grenades, yeah. yeah. That works. Um, so we all went to college before the smoking ban. So this is a pre-smoking ban <laughs> you bar. Take the cigarette vending machine? I am, <laughs> I am taking the ashtrays. Which are likely filled with ash. And so I will now be able to throw literally small projectiles of cigarette ash into your faces. 
<laughs> but they're really light plastic ones. They weren't the fancy glass ones. Well, this I'm, a, I'm also know. going for more, uh, you know, in tight weapons with my empty kegs. And now I'll just, just character, smash. What character throws sand in people's faces constantly? Uh, basically, I'm just doing a little, it's always sunny conglomeration because there's an episode where <laughs> yes. they dance with empty kegs that's on their I, chest. That's what and then Rickety <laughs> Cricket throws sand in the rest face of wrestling people. I'm literally just all of the it's I, always yeah, sunny that's characters. that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> um, Is that sand? Yeah. <laughs> uh, this this bar, uh, you know, I at, at one point in the night, uh, the grill closes, but they're like, but the deep fryer is still available, which takes nothing off the menu. Basically, it's just like quesadillas. You can't have quesadillas, but everything else on the menu is deep fried. So I'm going to take the deep fryer. I'm going to throw hot oil in all of y'all's faces. I mean, if we come near the deep fryer. Hot oil. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I need some, some, uh, some reach, some distance uh i'm gonna take the flag pole uh from outside that uh <laughs> usually was hanging some sort of flag uh, so i'm gonna take that something you can't even lift i was gonna say you can't lift that. no not that no 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 there's there's like a, just a legit there is flag. a just there's take no a there's like there is a wooden no there's like a wooden flag pole arm that like okay. just i'm serious I Go look. so one of those ones that you know you just yeah i don't think anyone's gonna so have a problem I, with I that. Understand. it's it's basically a pool cue Okay. okay, Kevin, you're back up. Or pull stick. Um, okay. I, I'm surprised there have been eight choices and no one's chosen uh, a bottle of alcohol. Uh, <laughs> There's a couple of take a, I'm going to take, a, I'm going to take, I'm going to take like a, a bottle of vodka. I'm, I won't shatter a bottle of bourbon. That would be sacrilege. I'll take a bottle of vodka and I will shatter it on the bar and then have this weapon in my hand to, you know, stab someone with. Um, one of the other things I, I think is that there are, in fact, like utensils in the kitchen. Like they cut mm. chicken. No one's taking, you know, knives. But um, I've said that now. Never and seen I'm them. yeah, I've never seen them. And I'm not I'm not a coward. I'm not going to pick up a knife. I'm not going to run to the kitchen to pick up knives. I've already got my empty keg. I ran to the beer first. You know, <laughs> let's take care of what we got here. Um, but Kevin took the pool cues. He did not take the pool balls, and that will give me range Correct. with velocity uh, and power. And also, I'll I if I run out of dirty and used ashtrays, I'll smash you in the face with a cue ball. That's going to hurt too. It's a good idea. Okay. Okay. So. Uh, you know, I've I've drafted a a high top chair um, that I could use as a shield and or weapon. I've also drafted the deep fryer with hot oil, and I need something to you transport that oil. <laughs> no, I need something to transport that oil. So I'm drafting cups. I'm cups. taking all the cups, and I'm going to fill those cups with oil, and then throw it at you. So I'm drafting all the cups. You're gonna you're gonna sear your hand so badly on hot oil if you're trying to put it's them in them for a long time. I don't I don't care. You're going to be in lots of pain I'm to on kill your you. own. I'm not trying to necessarily uh, come out unscathed. That's fair. No, it's not. Uh, I I am going to take because uh, in the later years, once it became a craze, uh, they had a giant Jenga set. I'm taking that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, sure. Okay, I have a uh, ranged weapon in the beer fridge beers. I have a short um, range weapon in the 
broken bottle of vodka, and I have a, uh, a medium-range weapon in the pool cue to smack people across the face. So those weapons are done. So what I need next is something more diabolical. So I'm going to take uh, asbestos, which is just, I mean, the place <laughs> is filled with it in the tile, under the tiles in the I ceiling. Didn't say that, no chemical warfare. So I don't no even know. No one how to said no that. chemical warfare. He's so I'm also, taking the. I mean, that's also the, playing as- a long game. Like, we actively have now killed Kevin in this fight, but then 35 years later, we get cancer from the asbestos that he threw at our nose. And Kevin is just you might win at us from the down battle. Below, you, like, <laughs> I will win the war. I got him. <laughs> I will win the war. I'm taking asbestos, which can't be how you spelt that. It's not, but I don't know how to spell it. A-S-B-E-T-H, as Beth is, is what you spelled. A-S-B-E-T-H-I-S, as Beth is. Okay, you take notes then. Nope, I'm good. I can't see the show, Doc, because I have no internet here. I'll take as Beth is. As Beth is for 2000, Alex. Hove Camp, your last pick. Good luck, Hove. You trying to think of something difficult to spell? <laughs> I am now, <laughs> but I don't know that I need to think of anything too complicated. You probably will mess up whatever I say. Um, this is I I am really struggling to think of things, and so I feel like this is going to be maybe like a long and drawn out battle here. Um, I'm going to take tavern fries because <laughs> they're delicious. <laughs> because they're so. How are you going to make them? I have the fryer. Okay. I've got I've got all the tavern fries. Then it doesn't matter. This is not exactly that's not exactly how this bill. Uh, I can retract it. I'll take something else. But it's going to give me the no, protein. You think we're going to be under siege? And you have to nut- It's going to give nutrients. me the few. Let's see. I've got an empty keg to hide behind. You're stuck in the air fryer with your with your high top chair. Kevin is uh, in your seared hands. Yeah, <laughs> burnt hands. Kevin is literally sitting in the beer fridge with so much room because he's not very tall. Um, <laughs> Pretty's outside trying to figure out how the flagpole works. We've all got our quadrants. I just want to be fed. Um. Okay, I'm gonna go something similar then. <clears throat> so, I, I think that uh, to to get me to a point where I'm like hyped up enough to throw, uh, throw hot oil in someone's face i need to chug a bunch of red bull and so i'm going to draft red bull that's acceptable I understand. Uh, where was the red bull stored in the beer fridge it's sometimes it was, not, it was not in the beer it's fridge. not it's not okay. the beer fridge. okay i just no, wanted to double not, check no, it's, it's oh, they, no they had it's their legal. own red bull fridge usually right yeah depends on which iteration you want yeah no it's acceptable the Red Bull fridge was next to the to the um, Jägermeister, which is what we use to make Ohio River water. Isn't that what we called it? Orange <laughs> orange juice and uh, Jäger was oh, Ohio man. River water. Yeah, that was nasty. <laughs> I almost yeah, I, I almost want to go back and bet bet shark balls now because that's just going <laughs> to settle it before it gets to death. We're just going to have shark ball races, and that'll settle any argument. Excellent, excellent. All right, Jacob, you're up last. Okay. All right, I am taking because I had to look it up to make sure that they uh, it was there. Uh, I am taking uh, those high top tables. How they have the uh, the like 
four. It's essentially kind of like a like a hammer type thing from the bottom. I'm taking those, the high top tables where you can just swing them, and you got like a four pronged thing at the bottom. Pretty how strong do you think you are? You have flag. I was gonna say I've and, moved those. Like, They're not tables. lights. <laughs> yeah. But okay. you need to start working out with Hove Camp if that's the case. I I am so convinced I'm going to win this fight. I think you all did terribly. I. All right, let's recap. Recap. Kevin, Kevin, what did you draft so that you're so confident about? I have a pool cue, a medium-range weapon. I have the beer fridge full of beers, long-range weapons. I have the bottle of vodka shattered so that I can stab you with it, short-range weapon, and I have chemical warfare asbestos, or as Beth is. Um, I have empty kegs, which I will immediately bum-rush Kevin with breaking his, his pool sticks, d- blocking his, his blows, shattering his ribs. He's now out. I have uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have ashtrays to inhaling my asbestos. opponents. Uh, yeah, well, you're going to inhale ash, so I'm also going to give everyone cancer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, then. Um, and then I have uh, the pool balls, which are, again, ranked weapons to do whatever I need to, while Flynn is, I guess, cowering at his uh, air fryer. Or not air fryer, just regular fryer. And then I have tavern fries because I'm going to get hungry waiting to waiting for the murder. <laughs> While getting cancer from the asbestos. Got it. Um, <clears throat> so for me, I have... Uh, and giving cancer with the ash. Yeah, so I have Red Bull. I'm going to I'm gonna shotgun a few Red Bulls uh, right before the battle. Um, I'm going to grab my cups, fill them with hot oil from the deep fryer, and then throw them in all of your faces and then finish you off with the high-top chairs uh, beating you over the head. Jacob. And I have darts, uh, like darts. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's darts. Which are plastic, just darts. so everybody knows. Yeah, no, they're the metal ones. They're the metal ones, no, they're dude. Not. No, yes, they, they are. Never have been. Ones. They're always plastic. It's, no, it's whichever iteration he wants. There was at one point real darts there. There was metal ones because uh, I definitely not in the time you you darts, They're them. not going to make a difference. Fine. I got metal darts. I've got giant Jenga. Uh, I've got the flagpole from outside, and I would like to actually amend my fourth pick. It's too late. Uh, no, doesn't work like that. No. Okay, well then I've got the high top. I've got the high top tables, and just so y'all know, those aren't the outside. Those aren't the outside tables. Those are the ones inside. They're not that heavy. They are heavy. What were you gonna? What were you gonna amend it to? I was gonna amend it to the string lights that are hanging around the area, so I could have like a whip. That's probably worse. So maybe we should let him. No, that would have. No, actually, I think that would. No one's. No one's picking him. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we'll put that on the lonely fans, and then. see who wins this this battle we'll definitely i think we should definitely uh call skyline and 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 at least have them weigh in uh to see i'll, I'll tag candace we'll, we'll, we'll get candace in on this we'll get candace um, in it and and Lindsay uh 1.0 i think would both be happy to weigh in I'll, I'll, i'm still in touch with her good thing her. you didn't call her old Lindsay because hove camp did that one time and she was no. Not oh no 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 i never did Lindsay. that I, it was Lindsay and new Lindsay. And I there's very Lindsay, specifically never Lindsay. once said old Lindsay because as soon as someone's like, oh, who's old Lindsay? I said, I no, you, you call her that. You call her that. Uh, because <laughs> Lindsay would have won this whole fight we just did by the just destroying, story. just just with her fisticuffs. And yep. I was not about yep. to call her old Lindsay and start that. So while, while Jacob gets ready for our last segment, I did want to tell folks, I switched, uh, I finished the delicious Blantons and I, I wanted a second drink. So I, I poured... On this podcast, we've uh, several of you uh, have talked about Cooper's Craft, 
which is delicious. Uh, that's uh, just and, that's just me. And that's just something okay. I found. Flynn, I found uh, I'm sorry, Hovcam's talked about it twice, but Flynn has said he likes it too. And I, I do. I, like I've it. had it before. Yes. I had never had prior to this night. Cooper's Craft Barrel Reserve, which is the hundred proof uh, oh, Cooper's Craft phenomenal. that I found, and Very it's good. it's quite good. Yeah. Um, and For I think bucks, it was yeah, yeah, it was it was yeah. Cooper's Craft usually twenty two twenty three dollars, yeah. and Cooper's Craft Barrel Reserve was like twenty eight, and it's worth it. It's really yeah. really good stuff at at, at um, hundred proof. Uh, so I just want to throw that in there to give pretty a couple seconds. To transition because we are we're going into <laughs> the infamous Jacob Pretty's fun facts. Jacob yeah. Pretty's fun fact. Is oh, thanks for singing the drop, yeah, son. I, got, yeah, I dropped I your drop. <clears throat> I did it. Yeah, you oh, did. Pick it, it back. Right, so, stop pick it so back. this time uh, we're we're making this a little bit of a game. Uh, wagers are totally accepted, and by wagers, I mean if you get it wrong, you got to take a. You don't have to drink a nasty there thing, but you got to take a drink or whatever. Several wagers that have to be paid up from last week still. Oh, very true. Uh, well, maybe we'll keep. <laughs> we won't do that at the know. beginning. Well, yeah. there's we there's should've. there's several shots of Malort that are involved in it. I don't know that everyone is equipped for that. Yeah, I think I'm the only one who has. I have Malort. Malort. Kevin, you can also oh, get it. It's at the party source. I know how to get it. I just haven't gotten it. You should. <laughs> he though. refuses to. Also, yeah. also, I'd like to point out that I came prepared to pay up all of my losses from last week uh, by bringing nothing new. Wow. Me neither. I didn't actually lose it. <laughs> whoever, whoever makes the show sheet, whoever makes the show sheet for next week, put the put the the payups in there. We'll do them at, to start the week. I'll get Malort this week. Yeah, I think I owe right. some. I love that. I love so it. we've got we've got bourbon I themed. The show sheet uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've got a bourbon themed. Uh, pretty fun facts uh and we're doing it uh but doing it as a game so this time it's two truths and a lie so unlike my normal fun facts where everything is true i have intentionally crafted a false truth in here otherwise known as a lie so hang on hang on on. truth what yeah that actually that actually is not what i have problems with uh, normal Jacob Pretty <laughs> fun facts are basically you spouting off nonsense in a confident, factual tone, us calling you out on it. Did you check your two truths on this? Because if not, it could be, <laughs> it might three, be three lies. lies <laughs> three lies in no. the game. <laughs> these, these are these are all things that I kind of I kind of knew, but because we were doing this game style, I did actually uh, fact check every one of these. Okay. Okay. Did you fact check your so, false truth? We'll see. All right. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But no, we. I actually did. I, I fact checked my false. I think this truth. is. Okay. I think okay. the most pretty way to do this is that if his his lie is somehow true, like he acc- actually his, true. He accidentally <laughs> messed up the lie. <laughs> I'm gonna be so happy if that's. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see how Got it goes. Google ready. Right. Uh, so you get it wrong. Google you get it wrong. Com. You. Uh, I don't know. Take a shot or you lose a point. I don't know. Here we go. We ready? Round one. Okay. Uh, so I'll list them all off. You guys can discuss, and then we'll decide. All right, here we go. First things up. Uh, first fact, all bourbon comes from Kentucky. Second fact, a single bourbon barrel can only yield one barrel of bourbon. And third fact... Hang on, can you say that one again? Third, can you say number two again? Yes. Yes, number two. A single bourbon barrel can only yield one barrel of bourbon. So it can only yield one barrel. And number three, 
A third of bourbon dif- disappears every year. Just disappears. Okay. I, okay. The wording that you chose to write for the second one is astonishing. Please it read doesn't it make word for any word yet sense. again. A single bourbon barrel, so one bourbon barrel yeah, no, we got can that. only yield one barrel of bourbon. <laughs> what I mean by that, what I mean by that is it's it's just something like you can't you can't the have bourbon, a bourbon doesn't, barrel the bourbon and doesn't make multiple reuse barrels. Yeah, you can't okay. you can't reuse barrels. That is not that what you said. Worst. What you said, what you said, let me just make this point. What you said is when you make bourbon in a barrel. Once you put it in the barrel, if you were to pour it out, you can't pour it out yep. into multiple barrels yep. because there's too much of it. It's only one barrel. One yep. barrel equals one you barrel. Like, you were like, you said. listen, listen, if you measure that and it's eight inches, it's only eight inches. Like That's, that's what you said. <laughs> one barrel of bourbon makes one barrel one of bourbon. One barrel of bourbon yields <laughs> one barrel of bourbon. Jacob, pretty fun fact. Each bourbon barrel can only be used once. That is a different way to say that, and actually one that is not stupid. Also, well, I, I I'll, we, I'll bet, I'll what? bet. Listen, I'll bet the entire, I'll bet my next born child's first name that the lie is all bourbon is made in Kentucky because yeah, we've said on true. this podcast before that that's not true. You've drank Pennsylvania bourbon on this podcast. Kevin has drank a fistful of bourbon. None of which were from us. from Flynn and I. Flynn and I have have both had a fistful of bourbon. That's this is the worst. Congratulations, everyone. I started us out with an easy round. Oh, we're not. Started us out with only one round. I can't wait. I can't wait till they get more complicated. Oh no, it's not one round. (laughs) It's multiple rounds. Here we go. Here we go. Oh my god. All right. You ready for this I know, one? I, I know, like, so Next I live facts. in a different city. You guys all have kids and, and whatnot and can't be together. But, like, you guys are closer, <laughs> and I want Pretty to be slapped. <laughs> I just feel like he needs it. I live close now. enough. I'll, I live, like, a mile and a half away. I'll walk up there tonight. Okay. <laughs> just text Cat okay. text and Here ask go. her. Next, next bourbon facts. Next Cat bourbon facts. Slap him on the face. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I'm going to go text her right now. Take him, keep going. <laughs> okay, here we go. Round two. Uh, first fact. Officially sized bourbon barrels hold exactly 53 gallons of bourbon or liquid. Second fact. Bottled in bond bourbon is bourbon that is 100% guaranteed to be free of iodine and tobacco. Third fact. Bourbon County never actually produced any bourbon until 2014. Uh, the number two is false. Uh, say, say those again. Bond. Okay. The first one, officially sized bourbon barrels hold exactly 53 gallons of bourbon or liquid. Second fact, bottled in bond bourbon is bourbon that is 100% guaranteed to be free of iodine and tobacco. Third fact, Bourbon County never produced any bourbon until 2014. Okay. Yeah, number I, n- uh, number two. I, I'm is willing false to about bottle and bond. I'm, I'm willing, I'm to, willing bet. to bet. I'm willing to bet against Flynn. Okay. Um, so what's true about bourbons being bottled and bond? 
was that uh, it was created so that additives would be, you know, couldn't be added to it, right? So that was a big thing. So all it was lock and key. Everything had to come off at 100 proof. That's what all all bottled and bonds are 100 proof bourbon. So it was to create uniformity and make sure no one was adding stuff on the back end and it was regulated. So I'm I'm there. I think that those it's I don't know that for sure that that those are iodine and tobacco aren't things that were are things that were added and that Bob and Bond was made to prevent that, but I think it's possible. What's not possible is in 2006, I went to Bourbon County, Kentucky on bourbon distillery tours, watched bourbon being made, and 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 um, that was my spring break that year, so that can't be true because I have physically watched it happen. Wait, did that happen so, on your 45th birthday? Yeah, my 45th birthday in 2006. Oh, please. Bourbon County, Kentucky. Um, I actually was was just so assuming that the Bourbon County I'm, one was I, I, false I, that I forgot that the game was to pick the one false one, and I was about to try to pick apart this bottled and yeah, bond that one, one sounds the most false, but also but, I don't think that it's the bottle and bond one. So I'm concerned that he thinks it's false because I see him feverishly googling to see if it's still true. Is that not right? W- what's the deal there, Pretty? So what's your answer, Hope Camp? I will go. I actually do agree with Kevin. I think that Bourbon County, based on where it is, has produced some bourbon prior to 2014. Prior to 2014? Yes. Yeah. Do you know the name of the distillery, Kevin? No. Okay. So the false truth here is actually... Uh, the bourbon barrel size. There is no official size. While most hold 53 gallons, there is no official thing that says it has to be this size. Uh, Kevin was definitely right, Flynn, about the bottled and bond. It was the bottled and bond act of 1897. I know uh, what it is. I, just didn't know. I, yeah. I didn't think it was specified for iodine and tobacco. Yeah, I'm very uncomfortable. It's distilled, barreled, and bottled all in the same location. That's what bottled and bond is at 100. Under lock and key. Yes. Same location. So, yeah. Right, but it was the Bourbon County under lock and key so that it couldn't be tampered with by the distiller. It was regulated by the government. The Bourbon County thing is true because according to several sources there is one distillery only one that is located in bourbon county and that is hartfield and company and they didn't open their doors until 2014 okay but does that cover historical data yeah i yeah, don't think I, that's I, right. I don't think that that's historical because maysville com- uh, actually claims to be the birthplace of bourbon but pogue distillery in maysville uh moved to maysville at one, at one point and so um you know, it, bourbon was made in Kentucky and and, and in Mason County, um, and so Maysville claims to be the birthplace of bourbon, but the actual distillery currently in Maysville didn't open until more recently. And so, you know, you could be right, but historically, potentially not. But Bourbon County actually spanned most of Kentucky at one point, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so so this is modern-day Bourbon modern County. Modern-day yeah, Bourbon no, County. If we go, okay, if we go sense, like... Yeah. Oh, well, in that case, like, in that case it wasn't specified, and Kevin and I will take this one as a win. Okay. You all were thinking modern-day Bourbon K- County, which is Paris, Kentucky, yeah, basically. Yeah, no bourbons made. Ow! 
Cat slapped him. Cat slapped him right now. That's so good. It happened. We did it. Yes. I think we all texted her. Thank you, Cat. Oh my God. Hey, she's. We've got several like secondary listener of the weeks. Flynn, send her some socks. I'll send her a pair of my branded socks. Yeah. And when I like the Burberry socks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Our merch. Here we go. Another round. Whatever. All right. Fact number one, there are more barrels of bourbon than people in Kentucky. Fact number two, bourbon has no minimum aging period. Fact number three, all bourbon whiskey spells whiskey without the E, so they drop the E out of the word whiskey. Number two is wrong. Number two is like Number three wrong. is wrong too, but two is definitely wrong. I'm pretty sure three might be wrong too, though. I'm not going to go Unless through Unless things bottle. have changed for the worse, it has to be in... Well, so here's some here's some yeah, nonsense it's, it's that's been happening in recent years. years. Minimum two years was the case for a long time. I do know that recently there have been people messing with bourbon law. So, for example, people have been placing bourbons in different smaller size barrels, like 60-gallon barrels, and the thought is... You can age it for six months, and it's the same thing. It's less bourbon in a smaller barrel is the same thing as two years, and it's nonsense. So yeah, I've got folks, fair. I've got chemistry professors where I work that are chemically mapping the bourbon aging process, and I think they're going to disprove the fact that that's the case. But the other thing that's been happening is people have been finishing bourbons in other things, like uh, Angel's Envy is finished in a sherry cask. Um, and my... A position on bourbon law is that that is adding flavor to it uh, and that makes it not a bourbon. I'm fine with it being a whiskey, but it can't be a bourbon. The laws that exist say as long as it comes out of the barrel without any flavor going into the initial barrel, you can finish it however you want and still call it Kevin, I believe bourbon. And I think that, that they, that's wrong. I believe that they changed that, but they allowed anything that was previously classified as bourbon that did that to be grandfathered in. They, yeah, they did, but it's wrong. My point is that it's it, it's fine that they've done it, but I, I'm a purist, so I have a, I have a problem with it. But I, um, so so you're saying I, that I, that we didn't drink any bourbon at your wedding? No, I'm saying I don't like that they're allowed to call it bourbon. <laughs> it is bourbon. I don't like that they're allowed to call it bourbon. But but yes, real quick. So but uh, I'm gonna go with number two. Real quick before we move on, Kat uh, uh, screenshotted all three of our texts, and she said, I don't know why, but I guess we'll find out on the episode, and then came in and slapped him. <laughs> she That's is fantastic. so amazing. Um, so, pretty, can you reread the third fact there? The third fact, all bourbon whiskey spells whiskey with dropping the E, so no E in the word I have whiskey. here a bottle of Evan Williams 1783 small batch whiskey. It's what I've been drinking since my super premium. And I'm going to hold this up to the camera here, wherever the camera are, actually let, is. Let the record show we are all showing the camera bourbons that say W-H-I-S-K-E-Y. Yeah, um, having said old that, granddad bottled bourbon, also, bottled in bond, bourbon also has to be whiskey. aged. Damn. Bourbon also has to be legit aged for two years, as Kevin stated. So this is literally two lies yeah. and the truth, I think. Um, but based on the empirical <laughs> evidence, I'm gonna go with the I, EY I, I thing. Actually, I really think I, I think Jacob could be right that they that bourbon law about two years has changed. I think it, it has changed. That's fine. That's fine. I'm going with the empirical evidence touch, on the EY. It has to touch a new charred white oak barrel, and that's what it says. It doesn't say two years anymore for it to be called bourbon. I'm yep. I'm confident that that has changed, but it's wrong. 
So <laughs> morally wrong. <laughs> yes. So what it is, what it is, is in order to be called straight bourbon whiskey, it has to be aged two years, minimum two years. Yep. Now it can be called bourbon just being just touching the charred new charred oak barrel. However, uh, there are like rules out there that say if you age it less than four years, you do need to put the number of years on the bottle That's or true. somewhere, so that way you you are able to tell. Oh, this was aged six months or whatever. Yep. All right. So good job with that. Uh, I got a couple more rounds, but I'll probably just do one more. Um, I got a fun fact about your the old granddad bourbon, uh, Flynn, but I'll, I'll give that one to you later. Okay, here we go. Uh, this round. This is good. Good round. Okay. Uh, fact number one. The world's best-selling bourbon is a Japanese-based company. Fact number two, most bourbon, uh, no, uh, fact number two, uh, bourbon in parentheses, whiskey is the top selling spirit in the world. Fact number three, a grocery clerk is responsible for the charred oak barrels. Oh, that's number three. Uh, Elijah Craig, who's named the father of all bourbon is the person who accidentally charred the barrels in his, uh, home. Uh, where he was making whiskey and he put them in the barrel and he sent the barrel downstream and when the folks downstream who had purchased the barrel took it out of the river it came out this amber caramel tasting color and they said we want this and only this from now on until that point when Elijah Craig did that um, it had all you know bourbon had always been this this white dog whiskey this corn corn made whiskey so um, that's just true that's bourbon lore and it's true uh, the first one is true because I think I think it's true that Jim Beam is the largest uh, conglomerate of bourbon awesome. in the world, and it's and Jim Beam the company you know I'm sure the I'm sure you know the ancestors of Parker Beam and all those folks listen to us every week, and I want to say you sold out. Um, you could have <laughs> been this Kentucky-based company when you sold to the Japanese company, you sold out, which is why I, I, you know, I get mad about your products. I like Knob Creek, I like some other stuff, but but you're definitely sellouts and it's not real Kentucky bourbon anymore, even though most of it's made here. And um, I really want but Kevin I, to do the next one, which is just like, what does Kevin think two truths and a lie of bourbon whiskey should be? Sure, sure. <laughs> just Kevin makes I, up I, all I think the Four Roses might also be owned by the same company, potentially. I don't think well, that's I'm true. drinking Four Roses um, Super Premium, or I did earlier, which I found out was designed for Japanese audiences. No, that, so. that's owned by oil companies. Um, that's <laughs> Roxanne that's, Oil. Right, yeah. right, that's, right. Uh, right. Sorry, what's the one that we all are supposed to hate? Did I, did I so, get, did I get no, the I British think... Isles and the Japanese Isles confused again? You did, you did. <laughs> British Petroleum yeah, so. owns Four Roses. Got Damn it. it. No, but I think that third one's a lie. Wait, yeah. which? Okay. The third one is uh, that a grocery store clerk? Yeah, because what's, what's I'm the second positive one? that Elijah Craig wasn't a grocery store clerk, and so Elijah Craig's the person responsible. I'm for I'm not positive sure that Elijah Craig wasn't a grocery store clerk. That could have easily been the case. I don't really care about that. What was the second one? What's the? Pretty sure he was a, What's the second one, Jacob? He probably wasn't. The second one is bourbon whiskey is the top selling spirit in the world. No, you said bourbon or whiskey. Bourbon? No, I put bourbon in parentheses. Whiskey. So yes, I'm 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 classifying bourbon or whiskey. I'm saying like all whiskey is the top selling spirit in the world. I, does wine does wine count as a spirit? 
here's a, no. here's a Jacob pretty fun fact for you. Um, I'm pretty sure that bourbon it actually outsells vodka in Russia. Like I'm I'm pretty sure. What about that. what? But about that's a Jacob sake? pretty fun fact that could be completely tr- not true. I don't know. What, what, what does sake count as a spirit? Yeah. Maybe. It does. Does it? Yes. I feel like it's so. Boring. I think that I think that bourbon and or whiskey is top selling in Japan, Sake's which is a wine, huge right? audience. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with Kevin. I'll do it. Number three is a lie, but I think okay. I think it's possible that number two is a lie. I'm gonna go with number two. Hokamp Shigan with Flynn. Number two is the lie. Vodka. Uh. Actually, soju oh is the top selling spirit in the world. Oh my god, I was gonna say soju world. too. <laughs> oh, it's uh, freaking rice wine. Kevin, to <laughs> your point with number three. In, uh, Southeast Asia, and there's so many people there, and they don't drink bourbon. I knew it. I knew it. Right? <laughs> Kevin, to your point with number three. Uh, a lot. Yes, uh, that is the legend or the myth for Elijah Craig. However, the first written proof was from a Lexington grocer in 1826. No. Are you calling Eli C. a liar? No. I'm not no. saying he's a liar. No. I'm just saying. No, you in are. In 1826. You're, you're, you just called it a myth, which is a fictional story. There so is I'm, no historical evidence saying that this is what Elijah Craig the Bourbon Heritage did. Center in Bardstown, Kentucky, which is where they make Evan Williams and Elijah Craig, and they will tell you the stories, and they are true stories. I don't care all this nonsense about, you know, that that Bourbon Street in New Orleans existed before they started making whiskey in Kentucky. I don't care about any of this nonsense. So, so we've, The we've father talked. of Bourbon is Elijah Craig. He made it. He put the whiskey in the barrel. The barrel had been charred due to an accidental fire. He sent it down the river. That's why we do it that way. And that's why the rest of the world, right? The rest of the world, like scotch and Irish whiskey, they use old bourbon barrels to make those whiskeys better because they're putting them in a used charred oak, white oak barrel because that's what Elijah Craig, the father of all bourbon, did. I will not hear you blaspheme in my presence, sir, (laughs) that that is not the truth. That this is a this is the Bourbon and Brothers podcast, and I want to have you talking. We, we in, mentioned in, in a lies. Knight's Tale at some point. I don't remember exactly when, but I feel like we've talked about a Knight's Tale uh, at some point. Last episode, um, yeah. And I that was feel a Chaucer. Like, that was a Chaucer. I style feel like Elijah monologue. Craig. It also could have been our D and D campaign, and I'm confusing the times I get on Zoom. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> no idea what we talked about. Knight's Tale. Not talking about a Knight's Tale. <laughs> That's that's on me. Um, anyway, uh, uh, for those of you fellow nerds out there, I play a part and did a Joffrey Chaucer Night's Tale monologue, and now I'm bleeding the two things together. But I feel like Elijah Craig <laughs> walked in and said, I have deemed that this barrel story is truth, and as the father of bourbon, my word is beyond contestation. And everyone was just like, oh, okay. Well, if the prince says it, um, I guess it's true. And that Kevin is now spouting that so confidently, and Pretty has found some form of. You blaspheme again, Hove Camp. Don't do that. This I'm is truth. I'm saying Pretty got on Wikipedia and found a found a truth, and you got on nah, the bourbon and I went, and I went brothers. to more credible sources than Wikipedia. And Kevin, you're probably on the, uh, you know, whatever the bourbon, like you probably went to bourbontrail.com 
They don't have I an was agenda. there. You don't have an, they don't have an agenda at Bourbon Yeah, Strip. Kevin's oh. on Cornhub over here. I was there. That's <laughs> <laughs> April Fool's prank ever. <laughs> um anyways, okay. Do you guys want another one or are we done? No, no. I don't want any more of this nonsense. I this think, unresearched, uh, blasphemous. I think we're about to have to go to Skyline Tavern and have it out for after this episode. <laughs> oh, that's what it sounds like. All right, well then, real cat quick, real quick. Him, so. <laughs> I yeah, just cat. For real. I, 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 been that should have been my pick. Wounded cat. Apparently, we're not allowed to choose people. Uh, we made we made it very clear you can't choose people. And also, cat yeah, was not cat. as likely to be found at Skyline Tavern as. It's definitely the bartenders Kevin was about to pick. Very true. Very true. My version, Flynn, though. Who is the face on old, the old granddad, old granddad bourbon that you had in front of you? Kevin question. Reynolds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, honestly. Anyone? Is it Parker Beam? Nope. Booker? No. Nope. <laughs> It's the face of Basil Hayden. Interesting. I was about to guess Elmer that. T. Lee. It looks like an old timey guy. Yeah, Wait, Elmer, you're not gonna you're not gonna question me on that one, distillery. Hope? Not gonna question me on that one, Kevin? No. Flynn is the only one okay. that actually drinks old granddad and would know. Here's the thing, it. I, qu- I don't que- I'm not questioning <laughs> that, you on Flynn, anything. That, I'm telling you when you're that. wrong. I don't it's, know it's that you're wrong about that. Is it? It's Bean? All right, well, here. Yeah. Then the last fun fact I'll leave with all of you, and whether or not you believe me, uh, bourbon is the only native spirit of the United States of America. Uh, that That is probably mm-hmm. true, but listen, we've gone on long enough, and guys, you didn't ask for any of this, but there it was. So we will see you next week. Uh, have a drink on us. Um, we'll, well, we'll talk to you hang soon. Hang on, hang on. You're supposed, to, you're supposed to end the podcast the way you promised. My name yes, is Andrew Hopkamp. Oh yeah, you did say that you you would end the next episode. My like name that. is Andrew Hopkamp, and I think Taylor Swift is garbage. I think he left the podcast. No, no, I'm here. Oh, I'm wait. here. No, he's still here. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> just work through this for a quick second. And we're gonna recycle it, and I'm gonna say, listen, guys, you didn't ask for it. But there it was. Okay, my name's Andrew Hofkamp, and I hate Taylor Swift. And that was the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. We'll see you next week. Have a drink on us. See you next week. Cheers. Cheers.